Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I the baby cry. Help me, are the words she's implying? Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me how to pray. None my
to that. Oh, yeah. Fire.
Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time, you know. Fire falling down. The presence of God surrounding his children. Listen, he loves it when we worship. He loves it when we praise him. He loves it when we're at his feet, giving honor, giving glory, giving praise. It touches his heart. And you know, that should be our desire as his children, as his friends. To touch the heart of God. How do we do that? Listen, the Bible says without faith, without believing that he is, without faith it's impossible to please God. So your faith, you're trusting in him, you're relying on him, you're believing in him, gives God pleasure. You know, worship and prayer and declaring the word of God, they're all kind of intertwined and intermingled. See, prayer is really just reaching out, communicating, dialoguing with God. And worship is the adoration, the exaltation, just the the hallowing or the sanctifying of God's name, which basically means you're setting him apart. Above everything else, you're giving him glory, you're giving him honor above everything else. And you're saying, God, there's none like you, God. There's nothing that compares. You are above all else. And then declaring his word is nothing more than responding back to God, responding back to the things that God has already declared. Responding back to the things that God has already told you through his word or through his spirit or through his people. And you're you're reverberating it. You're speaking it back to him. And the word itself, the Bible says that God exalts his word above himself. God honors his word. And when you remind him of his word, you begin to agree with his word. You begin to speak his words you begin to do his words it brings a kingdom result it brings change it brings transformation Jesus said if my words are in you my word abides in you and if you love me you'll keep my commandments he said I and the Father are one. Because I abide in him and he in me and his word is in me, Jesus said. And he wanted us to have that same relationship, that same experience where there's a oneness, a unity, a merging of wills where, and not that God merges his will, but he downloads and infuses and imparts his will into our being. 
as we humble ourselves and break ourselves of our own will. We lay aside our own plans, thoughts, and desires. And we allow that breaking of the will to happen where the will of God can actually come forth. You know, the word will in Latin stems from the word well, which is also container. Your will is nothing more than a container, if you will, of your thoughts, your ideas, your actions. Everything that you're about Everything that you are, everything that you desire is contained in the will. The mind, the will and the emotions are all part of that soulish realm of man. But then the will of God is is a spiritual will contained in the spirit, contained in the heart of God. And it contains the thoughts and the plans and the purposes and the heart, and the feelings, and the commandments of God. And when you're breaking your will, it's it's a breaking of that, that collection of what is birthed habits in your life, what is birthed patterns in your life. And for some, even strongholds, where things are rooted into your life, some good, some bad. Not every habit is bad. The habit of prayer every day is a good habit. But the habit of drinking every day is a bad habit. But that breaking of the will is a process Everybody goes through it differently. God deals with his children differently on different levels because he knows how he can talk to them. He knows how he can discipline them. He knows what works and what doesn't. He knows what brings about change and what is ineffectual. Therefore, he knows how to deal with his children. Just like most parents, don't you don't always talk to your children the same way all the time because some are over emotional, some are more sensitive, some are hard headed, stubborn. But some you've got to be very logical, with others you've gotta be more stern. And some you have to be gentle. And it's the same way with God and his children. You know, everybody's at a different place. Everybody's on a different level. Everybody hears God in different ways. Same God, Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, the Father. The Old Testament called him Elohim or Jehovah, the one true God. Jesus was called Yahweh under in 
in English, we call him God the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. This is the God that I'm talking about. This is the God that we declare and preach on this radio station and in this ministry. But he talks to people different. He deals with people different. But for Adam and Eve, he walked with them in the garden in the cool of the day. He talked with them. With Moses, he came as a burning bush and then came and visited him face to face. With Elisha, he came as a still, small voice in the breeze. For Ezekiel, he was a wheel within a wheel. He was a valley of dry bones. Stood up as an exceeding great army. As he came forth as the wind. He was the Ruach, the Spirit. With Jesus, he was the Father. For Apostle Paul, he was a blinded, blinding light that knocked him off his high horse. Listen, who is he to you? He talks to his children. He deals with his children. He visits his children in different ways. And it's it's religious. It's ridiculous for us to think that we can formulate this thing and, and package it and and tell everybody there's a certain way. Now there's one way to God and his name is Jesus. And in order to be there, you must be born again by believing on him as the Son of God, confessing him with your mouth, turning from your sins, believing in your heart, being baptized, born of the Spirit, allowing the Spirit of God to come in and transform your life. See, he's more than just a Bible study. He's more than just a history lesson. He's more than just a moral code of good and right and wrong. He is more than a baby in a manger nativity scene scenario that we set up every year around Christmas time. And he's more than that crucifix that we put on the chain and hang around the neck depending on what denomination or whatever you believe in, that cross or that crucifix or the picture that we see of the baby at the Mother Mary's side. Listen, yes, he was the son of God and the son born of the Virgin Mary. Yes, he was born of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he was the one that sat at the table that we look at when we see the picture of the Last Supper. And he had his disciples there gathered around. Sure he is. Listen, he is really a spirit. And the Bible says that God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth.
So God's calling us to worship him in spirit. God's calling us to seek his face. The question is, are we just kind of praying mealtime prayers and going about our day as business as usual? Or are we really making some kind of connection with God and his presence and his word and, and him speaking and directing our lives and him correcting and directing our lives as he brings about a real life transformation for the better? And sometimes we wonder why we don't get our prayers answered. Sometimes because we are praying too much of ourselves and not enough of God. We're saying too much of our opinion and our thought mindsets and and our judgments and what we think rather than what God has already declared and what God has already shed light on and said, hey, this is the way that I think about it and this is what I think about it. This is what I want to do about it. Instead, we have to put our two cents in, and usually it falls short in light of what God has already in light of what God has prepared for those that love him. So the word says, you shall decree a thing in the book of Job 22, 28, and it shall be established for you, and light will shine on your way. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the world, the earth, the earth we live in, the world was, was prepared or framed, founded by the word of God. So that whatever we actually see, whatever seen, was not made out of the things which are visible. What is it saying? It, it, it was framed by words. You shall decree a thing and it will be established. Proverbs 18 says, Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as good harvest. Words kill and words give life. They either poison, they're either poison or they're fruit. You choose. That's Proverbs 18, verse 20-22 in the message box. And Hebrews 11, 3 in the New American Standard and Job 22-28 in the New American Standard. Listen, we need to shift our lives. We need to shift the season of our lives. We need to quit just asking our Heavenly Father. Jesus said, look, your Heavenly Father knows what you have need of before you ask. But when you come to him, ask, your will be done. Your kingdom come. Not not my stuff, Lord. Not my plans, Lord. Not my my little finite purposes. But, Lord, yours. What are you saying? What are you declaring? What do you want? What are you thinking? What are you feeling, Lord? That's what I want in the earth. That's what I want in my life. 
We ask God to do something. We ask the Father, ask Jesus, the Holy Spirit, do something. But they've already done it. They've already, Jesus already went to the cross. He already shed his blood. He already sent his spirit. He already sent everything we need for life and godliness. All we have to do is obey God. He's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The problem is, is we're not diligently seeking him most of the time. Therefore, we're not being rewarded for it. And I'm not saying rewards necessary as natural, finite, monetary rewards. Although I do believe God wants to take care of us and make sure we have enough to do what he's called us to do. But it's time to decree. It's time to proclaim. It's time to declare. It's time to speak his divine purposes. The things that he's already completed at the cross, the things that he's already established and said, what decree means to give an official order. But the legislation, power, a legislative power, issued by a ruler or a person with authority. So when a person or a ruler gives an order, gives an official order, and the authority, the power of legislation is is backing that person, that's considered a decree. Listen, when we decree, when God decrees, listen, he's declaring something from his divine will, from the container, from his mind, from his thoughts, from his Remember we talked about that will, it's like a well, a container. In Italian, it's Valencia. Container. So I'm a container. I'm a container. And you know what you're supposed to be a container for? God's glory. The Bible says you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he dwells not in temples made of human hands, but he dwells in the hearts of his people. The Bible says that God inhabits the praise of his people, which means he wants to live. If if his word abides in you and you abide in him, guess what? He'll come and sup with you and make his abode in you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man will let me in, the problem is, is, are you going to let him in? Do you even recognize him knocking? Do you even know that he's reaching towards you? He's drawing you. No one can come to God unless the Spirit draw him. But when we're speaking a decree and God's issuing a decree, it means all the authority of God in heaven are backing up that decree. The angels of God are backing up that decree. The powers of heaven are backing up that decree. And when God rules something or he declares something or he gives an official order, that's the decree. That's what a decree is. A divine will is to make an official order, pronouncement, a legal ruling, which in turn affects something. It brings an effect. It changes. It causes something to happen. 
And when we issue a decree, we're simply legislating. We're, we're saying, hey, we're, we're speaking this. We're giving this order. We're giving this commandment because God has legislated this. He's given this commandment to, to us. He's spoken this to us either through his word. Maybe he put a conviction in your heart. Maybe he sent a, a in-tune person that gave you some direction with the authority in your life to help you. When we speak his word, listen, we're doing this as if God himself is, is bringing about his already divine will. In other words, he's already said it and declared it. He just needs somebody to speak it into the earth. When we speak his word that he's already established in the heavens, we enforce God's word through verbal agreement. Just like a police officer enforces the law when the law is broken. We're to be God's ambassadors. We're to be his a bridge, you know, the, the Jacob's ladder that linked the, the heavens were the angels were going up and down the ladder between heaven and earth. We're to be like a ladder. We're to be like that bridge. Listen, it's the word of God. We're to be those portals, those containers of his glory where the supernatural, where the angels get involved. Our words become like a bridge that links heaven and earth. When we speak, it brings heaven to earth if we're speaking what God is decreeing. And when heaven's loosed in our lives, when heaven's loosed in the earth, when the things of God are loosed in the earth, things do have to change. And so we need to realize God's got a divine will. The Holy Spirit has a divine will that's to carry out the plans of the Father. Jesus has a divine will to pray and execute the plans of the Father. And you need to realize there's acts of God in creation. There's acts of God in redemption. There's acts of God in sanctification. There's acts of God in glorification. And God's acts are incontainable, overflowing, outpouring. Just a just a river of love that pours out. Listen, guys. You can't contain all of it because it's gonna be overflowing. You're you don't have the capacity to contain it all. God is your portion. See, he's a portion. Yeah, he's your all in all. But he just pours in a portion. He doesn't give you more than you can handle. He doesn't give you more than you can handle. Well, so we need to start proclaiming. Proclaiming is announcing something publicly or formally. You have to seek to announce something. And who do we announce these things to? See, we need to get 
to where we're not asking and begging God so much, but we're speaking and declaring the things that he is speaking and declaring over our situations, over our families, over our friends, our neighborhoods, our jobs, our circumstances, our church, our government, city, state, and national government, federal government, spiritual government. How long should you decree? How long should you speak like this? How long should you declare these things? Until you get your breakthrough. Until the Holy Spirit manifests. Until what you're declaring and decreeing by the Holy Spirit, by the plans of God, comes forth and, and is tangible, actually happens. Or if the Holy Spirit of God releases you, Tells you it's done, and you, and you feel that burden lift. You know, sometimes we can get in a rut, just a routine. It feels like we're just talking to the air, you know, especially if you read your Bible out loud or you kind of ponder over the same chapters, or maybe you have your list of confessions that you speak over family members or yourself or things in, in your life. And it seems like you're doing the same thing over and over and over. Really, it's a ploy of the enemy to try to discourage you, to get you off track. Listen, whenever you feel discouraged, whenever you feel like, man, I'm just going through the measure, man, is my prayer even being heard? Is it getting past the ceiling? Is it effective? So keep praying. Don't get off track. Don't stop in your tracks. Don't give up. The Bible says if you faint not, if you're not weary, even when you feel weary, if you'll not weary out so bad that you faint and stop and give up, then you'll reap a harvest in due season. So God wants us to keep pressing forward. Listen, God's word doesn't return void. What what did Jeremiah say in, in 112 or in Isaiah 55? Listen, his word doesn't return void. He watches over his word to perform it. He hastens his word. What he speaks is going to come to pass. His job is to make sure he brings to pass his word. And your job is to declare his word into your life and proclaim his word into other people's lives. Because that word is power, and that word is released into the earth. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what you feel. It, nothing else matters because, look, God's word's alive. And the flowers fade. The grass fades away. It fails. But the word of the Lord stands forever. Everything else is going to fall apart. But the words endued with God's power. And you begin to put God's word into the situation. You begin to speak what he's speaking and agree with God and come into alignment with what God's saying and you'll begin to change things. You don't have to speak those negative words and focus on negative aspects and believe everything will always be the same and things won't turn around. Listen, I've been through this roller coaster. 
We get bombarded with negative news all the time on TV. We get bombarded with things that try to rob our hope and steal our joy. But we need to begin to cast down these the things that exalt themselves against God's knowledge, the things that speak against God. We need to cast them down. We need to kick it out of our lives. We need to begin to believe what God says. And this goes for our generation and the one before us and the one after us and the one coming up. Look, the world that we live in, there's only one person that's going to transform your life, Jesus. And not just the thought of Jesus, but his word and how much of his word you allow into your life and how much of his spirit you allow into your life and what you do with it. That's what's going to matter. But how else is the word of God going to be loose into your family, into your neighbors, into your workplace, into your church, unless you speak it, unless you tell them, unless I tell them, unless we all tell them, and we all pray it and declare it and say it and speak it. How is it going to go forth in the earth? So we need to come in alignment with his will. We need to come together with him. Begin to declare out loud, speak it, declare it, ask him. We'll get into this tomorrow night. Let's pray. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, bless everybody tonight. Put your word in their mouths, your word in their hearts. Help them to see it come to pass in their lives. Bring it to pass by your spirit, Lord. Father, we just give you praise. We thank you, Lord, your blessings of healing and salvation and deliverance and abundance on everyone tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International, and have a good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.